Hey everyone, it's Sensei Victoria Whitfield here, your journey partner in business, welcoming you back to episode 89 of the Journeypreneur Podcast. This is your source for channeled holistic stress management techniques, guidance, inspiration, and motivation to stay on your path to rapid financial ascension and massive impact as a conscious entrepreneur. So I have a treat for you. Oh my goodness, my sister goddess, Amy Jones here, and she's going to share some of the nuggets of wisdom that she has picked up on her journey of self-healing and really connecting to the power of plants as medicine. And she shares her work with her students at her website at St. Amy Zhao right now. And you can also find her on Instagram. Her last name is spelled Z-H-O-U, Amy Zhao. And we connected through Russell Brunson's Two Comma Club X coaching program. So we are out there. You and I both, Goddess, we're out there serving on a big yes. level. Yes, yes. Vibration. So tell us, how are you oh feeling? Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much for that wonderful introduction, Victoria, Sensei Victoria. I am so, so grateful to be here and chat with you. You know, um, going on the journey with Russell alongside you and so many of us has really been one of the reasons why I am able to believe and trust and have faith mm. on this path of service, right? Um, because many times when we are starting to pursue something that is a little bit more fulfilling in our lives, um, putting down our nine to five, not saying that we can't find fulfillment in nine to five, um, but many of us are very um, weary of what's going to come. We have, it's our first time doing it, or maybe even the second or third time because the first and the second hasn't worked out. And then we have this fear, always this fear of starting something new or starting again, right? So it's, it's really tr truly a wonderful um, connection that we have together, you and I, and also um, with Russell and all of, the, all of the tools and the skills that he has empowered us with mm. to, to step into this path of service um, with, 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 with these things to help us grow. Um, so to conquer those fears, right? Knowledge conquers fear so we can actually implement take action. So here we are. <laughs> Absolutely. And what I love about what you said is the focus on service and how we're all united on that path. It's really empowering to yes. have tools to, con to be able to continue to serve. And in that Bain, Amy, Goddess, tell us, so this may be the very first time someone is meeting you or hearing about you, like, um, tell us, yes, what, what do you do to serve in a big way in particular, but especially what are the three things that you're known for? I love it. I love it. Okay, so I'm going to just give a short, brief introduction, and I will go into those three things. So I work closely with plants and food, particularly, um, not herbs. <laughs> I do use herbs, but in a smaller amount, um, because we eat meals three times a day, if not more. I snack more than I eat meals a day um, at this point. Um, and what we feed ourselves is the energy that we consume into our bodies. And for the longest time, I didn't understand that concept. 
And even though I was on my spiritual journey and finding and looking and seeking for my purpose, my body was a drag. There was a gap between my body and what I had wanted to achieve and what I wanted to do. Um, so I um, started on this path of self-healing, um, starting not just with my heart, which is a very important part of us, um, but also my physical body along with my mind, my spirit, um, and soul, right? So now I have completely healed myself from my own skin condition. I suffer from eczema, allergies, acne for... I don't know, many, many years, eczema, allergies for 10 years, acne for more, and a whole slew of other things that I didn't know was connected, but it is, right? Everything is connected. Mm. Um, so I healed that part of myself, and now I just wanted more people to believe that they can heal, that these chronic conditions that doctors put labels on that they tell us, oh, you just have to live with it, or oh, get better with time. Or, okay, take this other steroid cream that's stronger than the last one, mm -hmm. right? And I just couldn't take that for an answer. I was so tired and sick of dragging my body around to visit doctors after doctors, going on this merry-go-round. And I was like, this is it. So I'm so happy that I was able to use foods that you can literally find from Mother Earth <laughs> and heal, heal, heal myself um, completely. So... Currently, I, um, I have over hundreds of students who have now joined my programs to also take on this healing journey and um, putting you know, their beliefs into their own body and their own spirit and their own heart. They have this power to heal. So the three things that I've been told that I am known for, because a lot of times you want to be known for something, but then people know you for other things, right? So... <laughs> Yeah, so I just listen, I pay attention. Okay, what is it that I'm expressing that people are picking up? So some of the, the three things um, that's connected to what I do is number one is I'm here to make food as medicine information actionable. Um, you know, we, we live in an information age and you and I both know um, coming from, you know, our work with Russell, um, he says information is, is a dime in a dozen right now, right? It's about implementation, so, you know, there's over 300 something dietary theories out there. I'm not about theory. Nothing I teach is theory. Everything I teach works and I guarantee it works because I am all about systems and results. Um, so making food as medicine information actionable is number one thing that I want to be able to um, share with the world and the community and, uh, and that's how I serve. And the number, the second thing is empowering people to heal themselves. So many times we um, put our own healing powers in the hands of someone else mm. because we think that they have more experience, they have more knowledge, um, and they have you know magical powers, right? If I go see healers, say, oh my gosh, they can see things that I can't. So, and then we become reliant on them, um, and you know it's not a bad thing to have people guide us on our path. And I see myself and you and many people that are of service, our guides and our mentors, right? You're the sensei I teach, right? I'm the medicine woman, but I am, I am not above anyone else. I want to empower people first and foremost that to know that they have the power to heal, heal themselves. And that, that is why, 
a lot of times when my students ask me questions, I was like, well, ask yourself first. <laughs> yeah, you can, they cannot rely on me 100%. I'm not going to be with them, you know, every step of the way, um, you know, until eternity, right? My heart will be there. Um, but it is up to them to kind of train that muscle to kind of rely on themselves um, over time. And I'm here to guide them to, to find that within them. Um, and then the third thing is um, just love, just knowing that really, it sounds so cliche, but every time I try to go above this, there is nothing else but love. Mm -hmm. Love for our body, love for our mind, for our spirit, love for each other, our heritage, and our lands. Um, we often um, forget about the last two things. Mm -hmm. um, there are I, this came to me when I was putting together these recipes, that healing recipes for my students. And I realized, wow, there's not a lot of Asian healing recipes <laughs> that I can share. And I come from an Asian heritage and I want to be proud of it. Yes. I, I want to evolve some of those old stories and build upon them. I don't want to just let them all go. I want to let the, what the ones that are not serving me go. But I also want to bring the ones that has given us amazing memories, that has, you know, brought wonderful stories um, and memories of our childhood with us, right? And we could take that piece of us with us everywhere we go, um, of whether or not we're trying to heal ourselves, we're trying to serve others. So the heritage, working with our heritage, bringing that with us and working with our land is one of the things that I really love doing in my work. Um, and today, just someone else, someone on my Instagram said, oh my gosh, please keep making these Chinese or Asian recipes, right? And I said, thank you. <laughs> I heard you, sister. <laughs> I'm going to continue doing that. So, um, so those are the three things. <laughs> I love it. Oh, my God. So what I love so much um, about what you shared is that there is so much grounding in the work that you are doing in like a wonderful multidimensional sense, like feeling the connection to earth, feeling the connection to ancestors, but also feeling the connection to the fact that every single conscious human being is the center of all wisdom. Like that is so <laughs> grounding. I love that. Thank um, you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. I, I appreciate that you heard me and that you connected with me on that level. So thank you. I really, really am grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, because the more that we can, as, um, as teachers and healers um, and as journeypreneurs, the more that we can share the, the wealth of influence the wealth of influence there's no one who is more influential than another right because we all have our own individual um sense of awareness our own individual realms of lives and when someone has like a certain point of view or perspective it's us we allow that perspective in so to get to honor the fact that all are wise and that all have influence sharing and becoming aware even though like we may be out in leadership positions we may be out um as the voice or the face of a movement and an idea sharing the wealth of influence so that 
the message spreads much farther and faster and wider. Because you said, um, I may not be here all the time. My heart will be, right? Which is so beautiful but to remind people that they have the power. Like you, you yes. have the power in your hands. This is not something that, uh, that, is centralized to one or certain people or certain regions or anything like that. This is, this is a shared co-create co-created journey. Would you agree? I completely, completely agree. I, I was actually just reading this book called the hidden life of trees. Have you, have you heard of that one before Victoria? Oh, okay. So I haven't heard of The Secret Life of Trees, but I have heard of the book, The Secret Life of Plants, and I love trees. So tell me more, Amy. What's Yeah. So um, The Hidden Life of Tree was, you know, I haven't read the book that you mentioned. Maybe I should pick that one up. I, I love just kind of going back to the basics of how creation happens. Mm-hmm. Um, that is like my greatest teacher of all just kind of knowing how the elementals work. And this book that I'm reading, The Hidden Life of Trees, talks about how um, the trees use use signals in their roots and also use the scent that they express and emit to basically communicate with other trees all around them. And they're completely, completely connected. And that no matter whether it's a com- like competitor tree or a different species or, um, or, or, some, or some other tree that is of the same species that is getting sick or needs some additional nutrition, the trees will always be sending their love and their um, nutrients to that tree mm. until that tree feels better because they understand that everything is connected and that we're on, we're in this entire ecosystem that without one another, we will not prosper. Right? So when you said that everything is connected, we're co-creating together and, um, and that, and that we're just on this beautiful journey together. It just reminded me of that passage and, and that in that book. Oh my goodness. I love it. Oh, I love that so much. There's, there's so much wisdom in nature. There's, oh, and so much love just to get to see that modeled all around us. I, I love hearing that. It makes me want to read that book. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm only on chapter two, and I was like, oh, my gosh, taking so much notes. Yes, it is so good. I'm, I can't wait to um, read more. <laughs> <laughs> Super juicy. I love it. So I'm curious, like, so you, I feel you very, very much so in alignment with your life purpose in the way that you are approaching your business and sharing your message. And I'm curious, what, what happened? What inspired you to really start on this path? Was like, what was the epiphany that moved you from, okay, I'm, I'm healing myself. I'm doing my my research uh, for like plant healing and and my connection to the earth. Like, what made you pivot from your self healing journey to like now? This is a business. Like, this is entirely <laughs> what happened there. <laughs> it's a great, great, great question. Um, 
So I feel like it was more of just listening to the signs and being aware of the signs that has guided me towards that path. And then every step that I took just felt more and more aligned with that path. So I wouldn't say that is exactly like one epiphany. Maybe it's like little mini ones that all added up together and all kind of kind of pushed me towards that decision. Um, But um, just to let you know, I, you know, I've, I've worked in the startup space for over a decade. Mm -hmm. So you know how Russell talks about funnel building and marketing and, and all of those things. Um, I've been, I've done that for 10 years, um, but for someone else, right? So I worked with, I worked at Just Fab. I worked at Fabletics, Shoe Dazzle. I was hired by Rent the Runway. I was one of the youngest vice presidents of product and engineering um, in the entire country that people were recruiting left and right. Amazon wanted to recruit me for their fashion department. So there's all these things that were kind of going the right way for me, quote unquote. Mm. in that career path. And I had multiple six figures. I had it all. I had the house and the apartment at the same time, right? Um, it was it was great, but there was no true fulfillment inside of that outside of me going to work and doing the best work that I could because I had expertise in, um, in it. And, and that was it. And the money was good. Mm-hmm. But my body was suffering. My, I, I had anxiety. I had eczema. Um, my, my, my mom told me that my voice was coarse. So I'm pretty sure my throat chakra was all, all, all closed up. Mm-hmm. And I was just not really myself at all. So I had always jumped from company to company to find that purpose and that fulfillment for myself. And it wasn't until... I actually left that world um, that I, I was able to see more clearly my path, if that makes sense. It's kind of like removing the things that's clouding my, my view, and then the path became more clear over time. Mm-hmm. So I hope that answers your question. <laughs> totally. What I love also about what you said um, in describing that there's these little epiphanies along the way I have to honor the fact Amy you were listening because this there's an opportunity that we constantly have um, in our professional journey we constantly get this opportunity to numb ourselves and to ignore the signs that the goddess is sending us the signs at source or our higher self however you say whatever you call it uh, that the signs that are coming our way there's so many Six ways from Sunday to numb, and we're, I'm not even talking about, like, medical ways to do this. <laughs> you know, when we're doing well and, and receiving uh, compensation that, uh, according to others, would be good, and, like, oh, you made right. it, according to others, like, oh, look at the house, the, the car, the, the, the clothes, da, 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 according to others. But this all can turn into like a sense of numbing and I have to honor the fact that you were still capable of listening. <laughs> yes. Well, my, well, that's why I was just so grateful for my body because my body's like, mm, this isn't working. <laughs> no matter how much cash you have, no matter how great, like how, how, how great of a healthcare policy you have, this isn't working. 
it, it didn't work. No matter how much money I had, I couldn't buy the health that um, that society has made us to believe that we could potentially on one level or another. So, and and I think. I think maybe that was the final kind of push into this direction because I saw that there's so many of us who are disconnected to their body that they give their power away to the doctors, um, to to the pharmaceutical companies, right? And I, I dream of a world where doctors, healers, scientists, and everyone can kind of work together because I know that there has been doctors who reached out to me and tells me, I don't want to give these chemicals to my patients. Mm. I don't. I want to understand how we can find a way to heal ourselves naturally, right? Because we all come from a pure intention when we want to go out and change the world and to dedicate your life to be a doctor for 12 years of your life. That's the reason why I didn't do it. <laughs> I was like, 12 years is a little too long. I want to do things more quickly. <laughs> um and I actually spent a lot of time in the medical industry. I was an engineer for a medical device company. I, um, I shadowed some of the best oncologists in the world at Stanford University. That's where I went to school. Um, I, I did the research like at a hematology lab trying to treat cancer. And, and the big moment there for me was you know, all of the faculty and the staff, even the doctors, looked at me the same way every day. And they said, Amy, have you changed your mind yet? because we're not getting any closer to a real solution here. So you better get out while you can, because we've spent decades in this environment and we are not able to heal people of cancer. We're not able to heal people even of their skin conditions, right? So, so, so you know, I, I'm just really grateful that all of these things in my experience had given me the opportunity to put the puzzle pieces together and that my body had kept reminding me that um, there's this connection with it and we have to bring it with us <laughs> when, when we're serving. And I wanted to help other people remember that. There's been so many healers that come to me and say, oh yeah, maybe I should look at my nutrition. Maybe I should pay attention to my body. And, and that's a really beautiful thing um, for me to hear. That's what brings me a lot of joy um, every day. I love it. And what's so good is that being uh, going through all of the education that you did and going through all of the research that you did, there's my spirit guides are telling me it's given you a unique voice to be able to speak to those who may see, uh, how do I say this delicately? Or eh, screw it, I'm going to say this very indelicately. <laughs> <laughs> that, like, um, natural healing or healing uh, with plants or healing with the food that you eat. They think it's BS, right? They think it's bullshit. And yeah. it's so wild because one of the first things that you said is that, you know, food is the thing that you're putting in you like the folks throughout the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love is that um, from you sharing your stories that there's um, people in the medical community who are just as baffled as to why the heck are we doing these things the same way. I mean, I, it, it makes me think of, um, I didn't tell you this, that I worked for years as a medical billing and coding manager. So, like, Oh, wow. Yes. So I, I was really, like, I was really harmonized to, um, at the time, 
the business side of medicine. Um, Mm -hmm. And it was so frustrating to see how we were profiting on our patients staying sick. Um, And even the doctors, the types of nutrition that they would have, it was pretty bizarre (laughs) to see what (laughs) they would put in their mouths. I'm like, wow, you guys. But to, like, but for me, the the association that I had um, unfortunately left a bad taste in my mouth because, you know, I took that, um, it was a cardiovascular uh, interventionalist office. So it was a specialist, they, you know, cut you open and fix your heart and slap it back together and send you on your way. And um, being with that practice, they didn't have a billing department. So, mm-hmm. so I was there. I, uh, girl, I went to college for English, honey. I was like, what the F am I doing here? It was totally out of, but you know, it was during uh, 2008, 2009, and those uh, subsequent years, of, the economy was terrible. It was where I was able to get work. And so learning from the ground up, okay, this is the business of medicine. And all right, the practice right now is making $75,000 a month, but this is like with a ton of overhead and employees and all of that. By the time I left, after a few years, I took them to $750,000 a month. And it was all learning the, the business of medicine. But I'm telling you, people were just as sick from the day that I got hired. Wow. The day that I decided to quit. Wow. So this this um this approach to empowering um each person to take care of her health or to take the the power of healing his own body into his hands, like I really have so much respect for your perspective, Amy. And I get it. And at the same time, I'm curious. Did you have any experiences along the way where you're like, being in business is not for me, or these people aren't getting like, this is frustrated. Like, did you have any experiences where you could have thrown in the towel, but you decided not to, or something stopped you, or what did you tell yourself? Because I know that um, on this podcast, we're journeypreneurs, and that means we are remaining conscious about we're here to serve in a big way as yep. entrepreneurs. We're, we've, we've got to have the fuel to continue on that path. And sometimes we have these experiences, sometimes several times a day, to tell. <laughs> yes. Like, what would you say or what stories do you have um, in that regard? Yeah, I, I could think of several, but I'm going to focus on the theme around this this. This inclination when we are called to be of service that we we feel like other people's problems become our problems to solve completely. So this happened to me when I was starting to take on clients um, first. I did one-on-one work for a while until I decided to do more like one-to-many work, and which is now I have students, more students than I do clients. So I had realized when I was doing one-on-one work that the clients were depending on me for a lot of the information. Mm-hmm. And because they were paying me at a higher rate, they had more expectations of the healing that I was going to provide to them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or at least that's how I perceived it. <laughs> um, and that's the lesson that I had to learn. Um, I, my lesson was that, 
you know, there, there's certain resistance that we each have in our space that prevents us from achieving something, whether it's health, wealth, love, whatever that is, right? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, and when we're not open to seeing that with clarity, we tend to seek outside help to solve our problems, mm-hmm. right? And so when it comes to health, we're so trained to go to the doctor and they prescribe us something. And whatever the doctor prescribes is probably not going to be something that we like taking, right? Even if it's a pill, it tastes a little bitter. We're like, oh, do we have to take this three times a day? So when people come to me and during the, the time that I was doing one-on-one client work, it kind of felt like that energy in a sense because it's just like them seeing a different type of doctor. I'm the medicine woman instead of a, a person in a white coat. But they're still kind of having that, they still operate in that paradigm, right? Um, where I'm giving them a, like a healing protocol with food instead of actual pharmaceutical medicine. And they have to take it a couple times a day or they have to take this, you know, for, for this long of a period to see changes. And it felt more like it's a regimen and it felt more like it's a protocol and they can't, and they can't have freedom with it and if they want to see healing. And so then it kind of amplified their fear and the restrictions in their space. So that was a time where I was a little hesitant about the work that I did, right? Because even though I'm using different tools, I'm not using the medication, I'm using the food. Um, the, the approach, the relationship that I have with my clients and the interactions, we're not too far off from this kind of doctor-patient kind of reality. So I had to shift my mindset. And I, 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 that was a point where I totally could have thrown in the towel because I wasn't seeing, I, I would say maybe 50% of my clients saw success and then the other 50% wasn't. And I wanted almost 100% success rate. I'm an overachiever, right? <laughs> I mean, that's how I do things in life. I wanted to prove that I could do better um, and I want to do better, but I didn't know how. And so it wasn't until I figured out the restrictions in my own space, in my own food choices, right? And then I started to tell myself, Amy, this is a human experience, right? Like you can't have kale every day. That's not <laughs> a human experience, right? <laughs> I didn't like it. <laughs> so why would I expect my clients to enjoy it? Right? So some people do enjoy kale, <laughs> but, but I had to kind of shift my mind mindset in order to not throw in the towel. Um, there was a time where I was actually sending a lot of my clients to remove their restrictions in their space um, through working with my um, energy teacher. I have a wonderful energy teacher that I work with one-on-one mm-hmm. and she teaches me a lot about how to clear my energies and, and all that. And it's, and it's through my work with her and my studies with her that I started to see the restrictions in my space. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I started incorporating the things that I'm learning into what I'm doing. And then I slowly evolved my programs and my services to add in joy, to add in fun, to remove restrictions, to, to, to start getting in my kitchen and start creating there and say, okay, well, what can I do with this kale that doesn't need to, that, that, I, could, that I could do where I could eat a, a lot more of it, but find a lot more joy in eating it. That is not a salad maybe, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I started to have fun and, and 
that is what changed everything for me, I think. Um, but that the but that moment of noticing kind of where I was, that that kind of pivot point, I could have just totally um, fell fell into that loop. <laughs> I love that. And especially because you decided to see that there's there's something that you can get creative about in in this unpleasant situation of all right, you know, fifty percent success rate I want a hundred. And instead of hot potatoing the responsibility for not being at a hundred percent onto your onto your clients at the time, um, what what you did is you brought it inward, like you you dove into your own inner work. It was when you were saying, uh, as you were sharing, I was reminded of how one of my first spiritual teachers, uh, Joanne Manzel, she taught me to like this one mantra that like I hate and I appreciate and I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> like the, you know, the, the foot in your mouth type of mantra of like, what is the pattern in me? that is creating this situation right now. Yes. Yes, that's right. That's right. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh the mirror. The house is mirror. Like, <laughs> oh, it tastes like foot. But at the same time, like it's so empowering because that that um that sacred mirror um and that like my friend Alex Gray, the visionary artist Alex Gray calls us all sacred mirrors. It's art. Um he shows that in the human body. It's like incredible, beautiful work. But when we hold the sacred mirror up, when we're going through that dark night of the soul or that feeling of insecurity or I'm not enoughness or this is not enough, or at least this is what I'm receiving from you, Amy, that we can convert this negative experience, this unwanted thing into raw transformational power. Would you agree? I completely, completely agree. Um, one of my um, really good friends whom I've done business with many times before um, who had wanted to kind of restart something. And um, she has a little bit of resistance in her space, which I was trying to reflect back to her because she had, um, she wanted to start a new business with me, but she she wasn't able to kind of stand in her power to kind of look at her own reflection and what's what restrictions in her space at the moment, because I could see it more clearly now that I've been through it myself. When you call your own bullshit, you can kind of see more of other people's, but then I also hold my tongue. I don't call out other people's bullshit and uh, unless they're ready for it. Right. Oh, man. Yes. Right. And have to practice a little bit of discernment and wisdom there, especially with friends that you're extremely, extremely close with. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is being able to, but, but I told her this, that our business is a reflection of ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. So, However, it's growing, and how, however, it's not growing, whether it's, whether it's stopped or there's, there's a problem or that patterns keep happening, it is a reflection of the person that's creating it, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I, so I say that a lot um, to myself. Well, what's, what's not going right with my business right now? Why is it that way? What, what's going on with myself that's creating this experience? And how do I? transform like you say above it <laughs> and through it 
A hundred percent. You know, I think of uh, one of my mentors in, in business, Fabian Fredrickson, she, she talks about the power of taking personal responsibility, like mm. in a radical way um, and how it's so empowering. And even though it's annoying, it's still <laughs> super empowering. And yeah. also what another thing that inspired me um, to think of uh, as you were sharing with with your friend about like, okay, so what's going on in your life that's creating the situation in your business, right? It's just a reflection. I, I think of how whenever I work um, with any of my clients or doing any of the, the challenges that we're running on Facebook um, or going through any of our processes, the very first thing, or as soon as someone comes to a retreat with me, the very first thing we do is to ground and clear. I don't care what in like, industry you're in what your business is what um like how much money you're trying to manifest i know you came for the money i know you did i know and <laughs> get the like knock the dust off of this sacred instrument that you are moving in time yes. and space with oh my goodness yes 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 amen to that sister i i love it i love it i love it i love it Oh my goodness. <laughs> oh God. So good. Oh, I'm feeling the juice. This is so good. <laughs> yeah. So like, yay, this has been amazing. I, I'm getting the vibe that like, uh, gosh, we could go on forever and ever. And I want to make sure that I give my listeners the opportunity to celebrate you because this is how we do things around here in the journeypreneur podcast and in all my circles like when we find another sister goddess or another soul brother rocking it out there like in the world serving and healing and lighting up just like you are like what our natural reaction is to go and freaking celebrate them and shout it from the rooftops. So tell us, where do we get to go to celebrate your work in the world or to, to give you the positive reviews or to give you all the support that you so well deserve that we all deserve as healers and conscious entrepreneurs? Where are we going, baby? <laughs> Thank you so much, Victoria. You know, I just want to add a note here before I reveal where you can find me and celebrate me is that when we turn competition and comparison to celebration, that is when we truly, truly change our state of being and our vibration and our expression. And we also have the same power in that right to help others believe in themselves um, at the same time. So I just want to thank you for making this such a crucial practice in what you do and your podcast um, with your clients and your students and your programs and services. So just thank you for that. And I celebrate you for, for, for that. <laughs> yeah, I'm headbanging along, girl. 100% I love, love it. it. <laughs> Great, great, great. So um, you can all come celebrate um, not just me, but your own self-healing powers um, over at my Instagram account because I'm mostly active there um, as I love sharing recipes there. And it's just Amy, the medicine woman. Um, so you could just spell that all together and you'll find me. So lots of lots of great information there. I also have a website. It's just my full name, Amy Joe, A-M-Y-Z-H-O-U. 
com where um, I'm revamping it, but right now it features my October Reset Your Skin, Reset Your Life Challenge, which has already started. Um, but and, but you can join the wait list. When I do another one, you'll be the first to get notified. You'll also get on my email list in case there's freebies that I give out, free advice, um, you know, information about food. I will send it to my list. Um, you guys are all amazing. Uh, you deserve to heal not just your mind, your spirit, but also your body, your heart, all the above. It all, it's a whole package. You're the whole package. So um, what Victoria, you said about dusting it off with the grounding, that's what um, food is medicine can also help you do. You're dusting off um, the, the smudge that is on your, literally on your light and crystal body. <laughs> so that's what you're going to get when you hang out with me. We're going to celebrate you, your body, and your assignment here on earth. Um, it's going to be amazing. You can find me on Instagram and on my website. And you can also look me up on Facebook. I'm there as well. Um, my tribe is there. That's a private group. But once you join any of my programs in the future, you'll get access to that as well. And can't wait to meet you there. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. <laughs> I love it. Oh, and turning it over to our listeners now. Hey there, if this is your first time listening to the Journeypreneur Podcast, welcome! Welcome, welcome. Make sure if you're listening on iTunes, hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening to it so that you get these episodes first. And by the way, if you are vibrating with what we were talking, make sure you go on over and give us a five-star review and put in the chat box what was your favorite takeaway from today's interview right from amy my goodness we were dropping love bombs left and right let us know episode 89 what was your favorite takeaway when you leave us that five-star review and when you do that gives me the opportunity to reach more of our journeypreneur soul brothers and sister goddesses it's super important for us to stay together because you can go fast if you go it alone but if you want to go far in this game, you've got to go it together. So I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart to all of my supporters, my light tribe. This is so much fun getting to celebrate you and to celebrate others on this journey that we're going together on as journeypreneurs. And that'll be it for today's podcast episode. And as always, I end the same way every single time. Please remember to enjoy the journey. Do not lose your glow as you grow in life and business. We'll see you in the next podcast episode. Bye for now.